0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and I am not alone. In fact, it's a full house. It's a crowded house. It's an overly full house. We have reached our maximum number of occupants on the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. Let's go around the table and see who we got. Who's on my left?
1: It's McKenna.
0: Minerva Mouse.
1: Yes, Minerva Mouse.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And on my right? Samantha. Samantha Monorail. And to the right of her. Garrett. Garrett Monorail sounding off. And joining us once again, one of our favorite visitors to the Monday Morning Monorail. Really the only visitor we've ever had so far, but still a favorite. Kevin. Kevin. Of the Mouse Knows Best podcast and Geek yes. Vibe Nation, yes. Welcome back, Kevin. It's so great to be back. Thank it's you. It's been for too me. long.
2: It has. Hopefully, it won't be so long time. So.
0: That's right. That's no, my we're, fault. <laughs> we're we're happy to have you and um, joining us for a regular show today. You've never actually done a regular episode of yeah. the show.
2: Yeah. So that's, that's that is that's true. <laughs> yeah.
0: Regular format today, so this should be a lot of fun. Well, today is Monday, November the twelfth. It is officially Christmas season. They've started the the very Merry Christmas parties as of last week. And, I
3: have a Christmas shirt and on. In the Magic Kingdom. Oh, goodness.
0: Sam is wearing a Christmas shirt today. Garrett's wearing PJs. Mm-hmm. So it's like Christmas morning. And this is a big episode because it's a milestone. Kind of, episode 30 of the Monday Morning Monarch. We did it. We made it. Yay. This is the last one.
2: I feel so honored. <laughs> I found a, a milestone episode.
0: Yeah. We're
3: older than Kevin. <laughs> That's true. <laughs>
0: So, um, yeah, um, a lot of stuff going on. We've got a few things we're going to talk about here in the beginning part of the show. Uh, before we get into it, I just have to say something. Jen and Frank of Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz, holy crap.
1: You did it. You did it. I'm so proud. You... <laughs>
0: I honestly, when I first saw the video, and I sent this to them in an email, I said, I watched the video teaser for their most recent episode of Theme Park Thursday with Dillow's Diz. I watched it Wednesday night, because they put it on YouTube Wednesday night. When I woke up Thursday morning, I thought I had dreamed it, because I was like, there's no way they actually did that, and did every single thing that McKenna, (laughs) every crazy challenge that (laughs) McKenna laid forth for them, they did it.
4: Uh, I was part of that too.
0: You did. You added to it. We all, we all kind of threw in a little piece here and there, but wow, super mega huge props to Frank and Jen. Wow. Wow. If you haven't seen it, you need to go check it out on YouTube, subscribe to their channel, listen to the podcast. They're on all the podcast outlets, just like we are. Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz.
3: Yeah, I had a tear in my eye while I was watching it, mainly because I was laughing so hard.
0: Yeah, it was beautiful. I couldn't believe they were actually eating fettuccine alfredo <laughs> on the podcast, oh, but they did it. So it was awesome! Thanks to you all, and then also another shout out to Frank because he wrote our second ever iTunes review. So thank you. Yeah, super nice. Lots of great. Words from Frank on the podcast, I mean on the iTunes, and uh, just appreciate that. Lots of support. You guys are the best. Breaking news. Coming in December, a big crossover event with Theme Park Thursday with Dillos Diz and the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. We asked you to sound off and let us know which co-host pairing you wanted to see for this crossover event. The polls are closed and the votes are in, and after 22 people sounded off, it is a tie. More news to come soon. Stay tuned to Theme Park Thursday with Dillos Diz and the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast for more information. Now let's get into the topics of the day. Starting with this last weekend was Mickey's 90th birthday celebration on ABC.
1: Congrats!
0: So, happy birthday to Mickey! We didn't get a chance to talk about it before we recorded, but we went back and watched it. We streamed it from the app, and uh, just kind of looking around the table. Thoughts from the 90th anniversary, 90th birthday party for Mickey? What did you guys think?
1: I loved Minnie's dress. She, she looked fabulous. With all of those sparkles and the polka dots. Of
0: course. She's a fashion Amazing. icon. So, of course, she did. Garrett, what did you think? I thought it was fun. Thought it was fun. It's pretty nice. Did you have any favorite parts? I like the fact that we got to see Mickey cartoons from like throughout the years. And, of course, we got to see our favorite of the modern mm-hmm. Mickey shorts. Samba. Samba Minnie made an appearance.
3: I love that one. I, I love that one. That's like my favorite ever. Yeah,
0: it's, it's the one that they actually, uh, Minnie, Mickey and Minnie are in Brazil. It's in Portuguese, so we can't we can't <laughs> understand anything they say except for samba. We understand samba. Kevin, did you get to see any of it? I, th- I think you said you saw a little bit of yeah, it.
2: I saw the last thirty minutes. I like Bob Iger's suit. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Bob Bob Iger came and gave a statement.
2: His birthday, him singing "Happy Birthday" was like, I really don't want to be here right now. So can we just wrap this up? I was yeah, like, yeah. Poor Bob, I gotta get out. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was making the statement at the end of the show when they when they had the choir all in white <laughs> yeah. and everybody in the crowd had the ears on. I was like, wow, we are all part of a cult. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: was like Mickey ascending to the top yeah. of his birthday cake. I was like, oh, this is weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it did get a little creepy at the end, but it was fun. Garrett made the comment while we were watching it that it felt like a holiday show, like a variety show. I like things like this because to me it feels like old school TV, things that you used to watch back in the olden days when you only had like three channels and you didn't have any other choices. <laughs> So, for me, stuff like this is fun, you know, going beyond just your standard programming that you get on a regular night. So, Mickey's 90 now. Looks pretty good for his age. He's looked better over time, to be honest.
1: Hey! (laughs) we got him!
0: Hey, watch it now. One of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about is this last week, Disney announced that they are extending the After Hours parties to Animal Kingdom... And Disney Hollywood Studios. About time. As we had mentioned after our previous trip to Walt Disney World, we actually participated in an after-hours party at the Magic Kingdom, and our feedback on it wasn't the greatest. I would say.
1: Well, it was worth. I thought it was good. It's just the way that they handled the other people wasn't
0: right. That's great. that's part of what I mean in that there was not really a lot of enforcement of if you didn't have a lanyard, you shouldn't be there. Yeah, That went on too long after the park should have been closed. But the
1: rest was fun.
0: It was good, but I'm just saying, I think for us we did it wrong because that was our only time in the Magic Kingdom on that trip, and... I don't think that it's meant for you to be able to get everything that you want to do. Although we sque- we squeezed in a lot, right? We got 16 rides in in the and time that we were And I think you there.
3: ate like six ice oh, creams. Oh, I <laughs> ate so
0: many Mickey ice cream bars. So worth it. Though. I got my money's worth of yeah, Mickey ice cream bars. But what do you guys think about the after hours parties coming to Animal Kingdom and the studios now?
1: I think Animal Kingdom would be fun.
4: Mm-hmm. I love Animal Kingdom, so... Yeah, I think Animal Kingdom is really good to have one of those.
0: And what what do you think you would want to do in Animal Kingdom after hours?
4: Hang out with the animals. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly.
2: Okay. In their encounters.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> uh, Flight
1: of Passage, maybe? Oh, there you Flight go. of Passage a million times.
0: That's what I'm talking about,
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Hollywood Studios one seems like a little pointless just because it's like, well... There's really, if you don't finish Hollywood Studios in one day, you have issues. But, I mean.
1: You have to see all the shows. Like, you can can see all all the shows and then you can stay after and do the rides.
2: Yeah. Yeah, if you want to do that, maybe. Eh. But, um, (laughs) some of the shows I could do without Beauty and the Beast, but that's just me. Oh, Oh. those might be fighting words. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Kevin. Sorry, not Sorry. (laughs) The Animal Kingdom one seems pretty exciting just because Animal Kingdom at night is super cool. It's it is. so cool. Yeah. so Everest at night it's amazing.
1: And animals will come out later in the day because they're avoiding humans during the daytime.
0: Yeah. So, I assume, uh, just like at Magic Kingdom, not every single ride or every attraction is going to be open in the after-hours parties you'd have to believe that you're going to have access to things like Everest and Flight of Passage and you know the the high-demand attractions and experiences. When, when I heard about this, and I tweeted this too, I actually think you're probably going to get a better value with After Hours at Animal Kingdom than you do at Magic Kingdom because Flight of Passage is still one of the most in-demand rides in, in, so the, in the resort. It. And um, if you don't rope drop it and you don't have a fast pass it's still pretty common to see the wait time over two hours for flight of passage. Yeah. So easily. <laughs> yeah. You could definitely probably get in two, three, four rides on this thing. I mean, it would be worth it just for that, but also to be able to do Everest and some of the other things and, and Hollywood's too, Pandora at night to be able to spend uh-huh. that time in Pandora. It's, it's really nice.
2: Yeah. It's, I mean, I've heard that like it, the lights have like not the lights because there's no lights. But like the They've added some the floodlights. Yeah, the bioluminescence. I've heard that it's gone down a little yeah. bit since it first opened, but like still. that's
0: It's, it's because they've tried changing. to add some more lights because people were saying it wasn't safe because it wasn't bright enough over there. But, Which is but don't, don't run. run. Stop right, don't crying
1: <laughs> about it.
0: I know. Um, I still felt like it was really pretty. Of course, we didn't experience it before they added the floodlights. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still thought it was really pretty at night. It's still pretty dim really that's what that's my favorite part about it is
2: that it's like so dark that you're just like yeah you feel like you're like actually there adding to the and all the noises. immersiveness right yep. yep so it gets louder at night
0: too so it's like yeah big it's cool animal yeah. and i'm gonna take the other side of the hollywood studios argument especially because of toy story land mm-hmm. i think if you were going to experience toy story land that would be like and you hadn't done it yet that would be a way to do it because you can focus all of that time cuz you're you know you're talking 3 4 hours right after the park closes it's not a ton of time but you could spend all of that time you could knock out everything in toy story well run over do your tower of terror do your rock and roller coaster get that out of the way and then go to toy story land Gorge yourself at Woody's Lunchbox, because they've got some really good food. Slinky Dog Dash several times. You don't need to worry about the Swirling Saucers. It's cool to watch. It has cool lights and sounds. And for the holidays, it looks like it might be kind of cool.
3: It's not fun if you eat too much don't to go eat, on the don't Swirling Don't gorge yourself at
0: Woody's <laughs> and then go get on the Swirling Saucers. Uh, but then Midway Mania is fun, and that's usually one that you know has a little bit of a weight to it. So I think if you knocked out those things, maybe even a couple rides on Star Tours. I think my point is with Magic Kingdom, there's so there's so much there that you want to do in the after hours parties that it still feels like a scramble if you try to get everything in, mm-hmm. um, and it's so spread out. Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom, you could really focus on just one part of the park if you wanted to and get the best value out of it.
2: Yeah, I mean. The, I'm sure they wouldn't run the shows at Hollywood Studios on the night So either, so. so you'd literally have like five things to do. Yeah. So, it like you said, you'd get more bang for your buck going to Hollywood Studios. You I wish think Animal Kingdom would be cooler.
0: <laughs> of course, maybe you wouldn't have the small world regret like we had, because maybe you wouldn't go waste after hours time on small world.
3: And when those boats got <laughs> stuck in a line, I was like, move, we're wasting <laughs> valuable time in here.
0: Jump ship. <laughs> I don't know what we were thinking, but we did anyway.
3: thinking tradition.
0: I guess. I guess we felt like we had to do it. So yeah, that's coming up. One of the things we love to talk about on this show are delicious treats, or tasty treats, as you put it on the promo, right?
3: I love food. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So last week we talked about one of the cool experiences you could have for the holiday season is the flurry of fun at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Over on the Walt Disney World Disney Parks blog, they posted a foodie guide to the 2018 Flurry of Fun at Disney Hollywood Studios. And I thought, hey, this is right up our alley. It's time to talk about some tasty treats. I'm looking down through this list and I'm thinking that there's not a lot on here that I wouldn't want to try. It looks like some really good stuff, including a hot chocolate flight. I saw that. That's It's like they're all alcohol. <laughs> yeah. I want that so bad.
3: Oh, my God. Yeah, yes. so, so
0: listen to this. Warm up with hot chocolate flights featuring hot chocolate with Irish liqueur, hot chocolate with vanilla vodka, and hot chocolate with cherry bourbon. How about Fairfax. all
3: three in one?
0: Fairfax Fair, yeah. How about we make that here? Well, let's do it. <laughs> yes. They also have frozen hot chocolate, or well, frozen hot cocoa, it puts it. So if you can't make it to Serendipity in New York City, you can go down and get you some frozen hot cocoa at the uh, ABC Commissary, Commissary, Backlot Express, and Rosie's All-American Cafe. Those are non alcoholic, but still fun. Yes. Tell me what you think about this one Eggnog Panacotta.
2: I think I had that last year. How was it? Uh, if it's the same thing, can I see a picture of it?
0: I don't think they have a picture of oh. this one. They describe okay. it as raspberry and chocolate cream. No, I didn't have that. <laughs> at Ken- Catalina Eddie's. <laughs> I had something Eggnog good. last December, and it was really good, but I don't think it was that. We actually have, I mean, our house is. is An eggnog house. Sam's not a big fan of it, but the kids love it.
4: I love eggnog. You like eggnog.
0: While we were talking about gorging yourself at Woody's Lunchbox, you can get a special tart at Woody's Lunchbox for the holidays, and it's the Cinnamon Apple Cranberry Lunchbox Tart. Oh, my gosh. That sounds really good to me. Topped with snowflakes and crispy pearls. You can get a chocolate chestnut cone. I was just looking at that. <laughs> that sounds yeah, that pretty good. that good. Served on a praline leaf offered at the Backlot Express. Anything else jumping on? Olaf cupcakes. Those are just, they kind of look like your standard chocolate cupcake, but.
3: It looked like they had like a chocolate log.
2: That's what I yeah. was trying to find
0: was the Yule log. Yeah. Uh, so they got a picture of it and I don't see it listed <laughs> out exactly. anywhere. Exactly. But <laughs> I was like, what? yeah, it, it does. It looks like, it looks like it'd be a cake or something. No, Doesn't those look? are the best.
3: So I, I, I really that want year. that right yeah, now.
0: It's so good. It's like
2: like when you crack it's kind of it reminded me of like a Twinkie. Oh. Cuz like when you open it there's like cream on the inside too. Ooh, oh my Like God. a Swiss cake <laughs> roll? Yes. Ooh, yeah. Exactly. Yes. Oh, it was so good. I'd but be down for this. I think this. it's only at Magic Kingdom. Oh, is it really? Uh-huh. Okay. I think well, I why
0: they put that picture on there.
2: Yeah, it's very frustrating because I saw the picture cuz I was trying to find it and I was like, oh, but then I accidentally clicked on the
0: Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party <laughs> 1
2: and that's what popped up. <laughs>
0: Well, they do have festive popcorn, which looks pretty good. We got a picture of the festive popcorn. Mm -hmm. It's got caramel corn mixed with nuts, crispy pearls, candy-coated chocolates, mini sugar cookies at the Baseline Tap House, and various popcorn carts throughout the park. That looks good. I would have that.
3: What are the macaroons?
0: The macaroons are Santa Belt macaroons. They're almond macaroons with hazelnut filling. Yeah, that sounds good.
3: I like Baseline Tap House
0: Oasis Canteen come in packages of five, so... You can share them or not. Those would just be five for you.
3: Yeah, I could eat five.
2: Easily. <laughs> that's that's nothing.
0: And this is kind of interesting, too. Spiced cold chocolate. Chocolate green.
3: Oh, yeah, spice
0: and like. Cinnamon, marshmallows, good. chocolate cake uh, can be found at Rosie's All American Cafe. So it's just all of these. You could just list these down a list of reasons why we need to go to the flurry of fun and. Who's going to be riding anything? I just want to eat all this stuff. The, mm-hmm. the food is the attraction. Frosted gingerbread martini. Didn't even mention that. Mm-hmm. Gingerbread like cocktail with vodka. Irish liqueur.
3: That sounds yeah. good.
0: Yeah, lots of good stuff. So just adding on to the flurry of fun conversation we had last week. Lots of tasty treats to be had over at Disney Hollywood Studios. If, if you find yourself... At the Flurry of Fun, chowing down on any of these tasty treats. I'd love to see pictures, get your reviews, what are your thoughts, and if you find that log, tell us where it's at.
2: Yeah, the missing log. (laughs) Somewhere around there.
3: All we have is a picture to go off of.
0: So last thing, I wanted to end on positive news because I know that we all took it pretty hard when the Maleficent dragon caught fire in the Festival of Fantasy Parade and had to be sidelined for a little while, but it is coming back. Coming back soon, apparently. Yeah, um, it's taking part in rehearsals right now, and it'll be back in the parade. Um, they, we don't know exactly when, but it'll be back soon. So coming back, it's. A, well, I wondered if they would bring it back. Honestly, yeah, the, the that thought crossed my mind. I'm curious
2: how they rehearse these things. Like when they rehear, when do they do rehearsals? Like hmm. we're gonna do a three o'clock in the morning rehearsal, right? <laughs> because because where would they do it? Yeah, you couldn't like really secretively hide that giant dragon, and you can't like rehearse it during the day so right. it's like yeah where do you do rehearsals at?
0: <laughs> it's a great question that's not something i ever thought about but that's really true like i guess they would have to do them in the middle of the night parks close and they do a parade
3: i bet they have a special place that we don't ever know about that has they like so much land road or something so. and they can go down
0: it well i guess but they would have to move
2: every prop no It's the Tron The Tron building Is what where they're working at Yeah That's what they do in the night
3: <laughs> I don't know I mean It's possible but why, wouldn't, why not have like An extra road off To the side That they could go Down And it's Like walled off And none of us can see it
2: Yeah those trees are actually fake trees. Mm. That's what it is. Oh my gosh, <laughs> It's I'm like done. a painting of trees. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Whatever.
2: Disney controls the weather and they just make that look like it's like Help. blue skies.
3: <laughs> Never mind.
0: <laughs> well, I know we were lucky enough when we went to Disney in 2014 to see the Festival of Fantasy Parade and we saw the Maleficent Dragon. It was amazing. That parade's awesome. Do anyway. you think
1: the dragon's going to change at all?
0: Well, that, I don't know. I mean... Hearing it's coming back, I I hope that it's still locked and loaded with the fire breathing because that was definitely the showstopper. Yeah. I'm just glad to hear it's coming back, and I hope that it's fully functioning. All right. That was it. That's all the news I had to bring to you today. Kevin, anything you've been seeing on the news, the Diz Twitter, anything lately that you wanted to to discuss? The Disney
2: streaming thing is now called Disney
0: Plus. Disney Plus, right. That's a a good point. Yeah, they did announce. What a name. Wow. Who would have saw that one coming? I know. Because I think they changed the ESPN app to ESPN Plus. Yep, now. they did. <laughs> so yeah, uh, very creative. Yeah, I, I it's it's inspiring. It tells you everything you want to know. Do we know the price point on that yet? A lot. I'm sure it'll be. No, it's not like I've heard like rumors of
2: like around what Netflix and Hulu is charging. Yeah, but with all them like the new content coming on there, I know that they announced. They're going to be a Loki series Mm -hmm. starring Tom Hiddleston, which
0: I'm like, thank God.
1: (laughs) They they know better than just get rid of him completely. Come on.
0: What a guy. And didn't they just announce a new series with Cassian?
2: Yeah.
0: Did you hear about that? There's going to be a new Star Wars series that's, that's around Cassian from Rogue One
3: that would be really cool yeah
2: and then I think they announced something like the third one they announced was like an Imagineering series Mm -hmm. which is like the backside yeah I figured you guys would love that that'd (laughs) be cool yeah but uh like with all the new premium like
0: with, like the shows are just yeah. going to be on there, I'm sure it'll be a little bit more expensive is than is Netflix. Is
4: DuckTales going to be on there?
0: That's been on... I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, it'll still be on the Disney Channel, but they'll probably make it to on a the, streaming service.
4: On the Disney Not like app thing that I have on my Roku, it has DuckTales. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
4: And I, I want to watch that.
0: Yep. I'm sure like
2: the stuff that's on Disney Channel and like Disney yeah. XD would be on there. Yeah, I well. would imagine.
0: It's gonna have all that stuff, and then like all the future Star Wars movies that come out are gonna be on there. All the Marvel movies that come out are gonna be on there. I was thinking it's gonna be in the nine dollar range, but you're right. I mean, they could they could well, go a little more.
2: Like they're premiering the live action Leading the Tramp" is gonna be like just on the Disney Plus app, so yeah. it's like
1: live action "Leaving in the Tramp." Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna oh. see that. Yeah, I mean, okay.
2: Live action animals. That's what
0: we're doing now. Just like live Gosh. action Lion King, coming at you. God well, help us. Well, that's
1: gonna be not. Is it real animals?
0: No. Yeah, just like the well, Jungle Lady Book. Was. The yeah, it's like yeah. that. Yeah, it's yeah, like, the, like jungle the Jungle Book. book was, yeah.
2: Like <laughs> animated real animals. <laughs> the, the, CGI the look, animals. That's
0: what it is. <laughs> the look that McKenna's giving Kevin right now is just you fool. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what she's saying with her eyes. <laughs> I'm excited though. I, I mean, we'll probably end up signing up for the Disney streaming service. I would imagine. we'll add that we're like we mentioned before we're cable cutters so we sign up we've got everything every service you can imagine so we might as well add that one on there that's our version of a la carte cable
3: yeah it makes sense to us yeah
2: I mean I'll I'll get it
0: I'd be foolish not to get it I feel like yep so well let's wrap this segment up head on over to M34D we're talking 20,000 leagues under the sea so get your diving gear ready stick with us Welcome back to the Monday Morning Monorail. This is M34D. Making a triumphant return today is the fourth D in M34D. It's Landon, the Dawes Done. Landon, hit the theme music. Welcome back to M34D.
5: Wait, does this mean I have to come up with my own theme music? Okay, uh, my name is Landon. I'm here to record. <laughs> I like beer. And, and, and it's cold.
0: <laughs> it is cold. Cold day today. Yeah. Landon, we're experiencing. The high and joy of a home team victory tonight. And now I think we're going to contrast that by going to the bottom of the seas with our attraction that we're going to be exploring today. So why don't we jump into a deep dive of 20,000 leagues under the sea, a submarine voyage. This ride, we were talking about this a little bit before we got into the show, and I love this ride. As a kid, this was one of my favorites. It was such a unique experience and I'll admit it, you know, just like I'll admit to you that when I went to Epcot and used to go um, to the Living Seas Pavilion and I got in the hydrolator, I actually thought we were going down into underground or under the (laughs) sea. I believed it. I believed it at the time. I, I didn't need an explanation as to why, when you left Sea Base Alpha, you were at the ground level again, and you didn't have to go up an elevator. Um, <laughs> just in that same vein, I believed that when you got on these submarines in Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, under the sea, you actually dove down under the water. I totally bought into that, never thinking. Yeah, I- Just to look up through the windows and notice that you could see the surface of the water.
5: (laughs) Yeah, I'm right there with you. We've talked about it before on this podcast that Disney magic. I do think this is one of the finer. I guess examples of that magic, and yeah, you could have looked up and seen the light coming through. But I mean, once you go under the under the uh, enclosure, and you know, when you go to the bottom of the sea and and you find the ruins of Atlantis, like you're in complete darkness overhead. So I think that also adds to the feeling that you were going down. But yeah, I was right there with
0: you. It does, yeah, it yeah. Once you get in the cave, for sure, I, I think that um, you can suspend the disbelief just a little bit more. But before we get too far into it, let's just explain it a little bit. So, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, what was it? And we have to say was, because this is a retired, closed, no longer with us attraction, RIP, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. We miss thee. You've been gone too long. Um, Would you
5: say we miss thee, or we miss sea? We, oh. oh. Uh, <laughs> ah, ah, uh,
0: I uh. tip my cap to you, sir. Uh, <laughs>
5: Your captain's cap? <laughs> uh-huh. Man, I got all sorts of boat
0: punts tonight. <laughs> Piling them on, aren't you? Yeah, so... Let's talk about the experience just a little bit. What was 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? It was an adventure under the sea. But how did you get there? You stepped onto what looked to be uh, recreations, smaller recreations, mind you, but recreations of the Nautilus from the movie 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. You stepped down into the belly of the beast. And as you started to move through Lagoon, you quote-unquote dove down and experienced sea life and got to see um you know some of the sights and experiences that captain nemo himself would have experienced um on his trip his exciting trip in the nautilus and um i was telling you this like this ride for me i I loved it so much when it was retired closed honestly i i needed a moment because (laughs) um just like the sky buckets i remember the sky buckets very fondly in the magic kingdom and i know that you know, those are just kind of your standard run-of-the-mill buckets that you could, you know, go to any state fair and you can ride sky buckets. But these were Magic Kingdom sky buckets, and it made it kind of special. This, But this was a truly unique experience. And I think that one of the things that eventually led to the clo- – well, a couple of things that led to the closure probably were, were that somewhat expensive to maintain. Um, Very expensive yeah, to maintain. <laughs> yeah, more so than – you know, we've, we've talked about some of the other rides – and uh, how they've needed a lot of care and feeding over the years. But, but this one was certainly a leader in the clubhouse when it came to maintenance costs. But the other was that it wasn't necessarily handicap friendly. And no. the fact that you had to climb down into a small space, uh, a couple of reasons there that, that kind of went into it. But Landon, let me ask you this. This is a ride that both of us remember riding. Yes. Do you remember feeling scared by this ride?
5: I did it a couple points and it wasn't necessarily, I want to touch on something you said there, very enclosed, like, if, if you were the type of person that uh, dealt with claustrophobia, mm. this would not be the ride for you. But the moments that stick out for me, uh, I've told stories of me being a stupid little wiener kid in the past, <laughs> being scared of stuff at Walt Disney. Um, this is another one of those moments. There's a point where barracudas come up on the, like right in the port window and get right in your face. That scared me. And also at the, I guess, climax of the ride when the giant squid attacks and they have to deploy their uh, electric electrocution Mm -hmm. defenses that also made me a little bit uncomfortable
0: yeah yeah the giant squid was pretty freaky and i remember feeling scared on this ride too not not terrified but nervous like it just gave you that uneasy feeling because you are in that claustrophobic space you're under the sea there's nothing that you can do if something goes wrong i mean you're
5: just gonna drown and die at disney exactly that's that's it
0: exactly You know, of course, after you ride it a couple times, you start to to know what to expect. But even so, I can remember feeling nervous about it.
5: Well, even though after you ride it a couple times, depending on what side you're sitting on, you're going to get a different uh, experience. Mm
0: -hmm. That's true. That's a good point.
5: So why
0: did the Magic Kingdom and Disneyland have a 20,000 League Under the Sea attraction to begin with? Well, it was really because... Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea was one of Disney's right up there. It might have been the first live-action hit that Disney had in theaters. It came out in 1954, um, and it grossed 30 million dollars, which would that would be equivalent to 250 million dollars today on a on a five million dollar budget. So, wow, yeah, this movie was a smash. Hit and Disney, Disney's no fool. They're going to try to capitalize on the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea excitement. So,
5: whoa, whoa, whoa. You're saying Disney likes to make
0: money? I, I've heard that. That's I've, ridiculous. Yes. Yeah, and their actions lead me to believe that might be true. <laughs> uh, so, of course, they introduced in uh, June 6th of 1959, they introduced in Tomorrowland, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea attraction in Disneyland. And then in 1971, When the park uh, opened in Florida, they had a Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea attraction. It was October Fourteenth. It wasn't opening day, so Mm -hmm.
5: yeah, it was a couple weeks after Walt Disney Mm -hmm. World itself opened. I I thought that was kind of an interesting caveat.
0: Yeah, and I wonder. That's one of those that I wonder if it's because they were still having some, you know, working out some kinks. Before they before they launched it, so to say,
5: that'd be kind of surprising if they were working out the kinks because this was pretty much a copy paste from uh, from California to Orlando. So I, I I would be surprised if it was you know issues of working out the bugs, yeah. So it's, to speak.
0: Well, that could be one of the things I learned doing the research was that the ride in Magic Kingdom in Orlando was actually based directly on the Disney film, while the Disneyland version that opened right after the film was just kind of loosely based on it. It, You know, it was... Yeah, yeah. and and I think when it opened at Disneyland, they called it Submarine Voyage, just Submarine Voyage. So I could be wrong about that, and feel free to blow me up on the internet if that's true, but... (laughs) The internet will do that. And I truly, I could tell you, I never rode 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea in Disneyland, so I couldn't, there's no way I would know. But I can tell you for sure that in the Magic Kingdom, while you're riding... The, there's a voiceover that you're listening to over the ship's intercom is actually Captain Nemo talking to you about your voyage to you're, you're actually going to go visit the North Pole and it was basically you know not taking you you know beat for beat through the story itself, but just experiencing some of the things that if you're if you'd seen the movie, if you'd read the book, things that you're going to be familiar with.
5: But I don't think it's interesting because we've talked about it uh, on this segment in the past, referring back to Peter Pan. This is another one of those Walt Disney World attractions that does try to recreate the movie that it's based on. Mm-hmm. And and we've discovered those type of experiences are very few and far between, as yeah. it turns out.
0: Yeah, that's true. So this is it is. It's like you're a member of the of the crew of the Nautilus, experiencing it through their eyes, not like you're on an Omnimover dark ride and looking to the side and saying, Oh look, there's a there's a Nautilus over there, and you know uh, a giant squid over there. Uh, and mermaids.
5: And mermaids. That's, that's ridiculous. If you're seeing such things, you must be hallucinating.
0: Mm, you know, maybe we've been down too long. Yeah.
5: <laughs>
0: One of the things was you would, you would, you would, as you're going through the lagoon, you're seeing, you know, fish through the windows. The water exceptionally clear all the time, and that's something <laughs> that was something that I thought was kind of an interesting point because remember we talked about Jungle Cruise. Do you remember the word for the water? Uh,
5: turbidity
0: turbidity that's right disney Look at
5: that circle gets the square baby yeah
0: nice work disney actually controlled the clarity of the water they it, for jungle cruise they actually want it to be muddy and murky looking to give a more authentic experience so they control the turbidity in this lagoon for you to experience the ride the way that you would like to it that water needs to be clear um, mm-hmm,
5: yeah because i mean the entire point of the attraction is seeing these animatronics underwater submerged at all times yeah. So you so you need to be able to see though. I do think it's funny. Uh, this was pointed out by uh, Defunct Land on YouTube. Be sure to check them out. They put together some really good documentaries, for the lack of a better term, on some of the older rides. There was a defog button on the window, just in case you know the water might have been clear, but the enclosure yeah. on at least on your side might have been a little fogged over. So so uh, I, I thought that was an interesting point because not very many attractions at Walt Disney World have defogging buttons.
0: You know, and and I remember reading that too, but I don't even remember. That the defogging button i guess i never had to look for it or use it but that's well, interesting it's
5: a good Thing you, uh, you didn't remember trying to use it because again according to De- uh, defunct land they rarely worked so it might have <laughs> been more of an idea than an actuality
0: yeah i guess so it's a it's a nice idea in practice too bad it didn't work
5: <laughs> yeah exactly in practice <laughs>
0: Yeah, so as you would board the Nautilus, you leave the dock, you, you dive, there's bubbles that go up past the window. Once again, convincing young Justin that we were diving deep into the ocean. Um, <laughs> looking, looking out uh, your porthole, you're going to see eels, crabs, sea bass, clams, all sorts of exciting things. There's an underwater party of divers that come into view. And I actually remember that uh, wearing the Harper golf designed deep sea diving equipment working in the kelp beds. And I remember I can remember seeing those. And that's another one of those things. I was like,
5: are those real people? They
0: could be real people in there.
5: I don't know. Well, well, it's funny you ask, are they real people? I don't know if this element of it came out to uh, Walt Disney World itself, but I do know uh, out on the left coast, at one point, this attraction had live cast members dressed as mermaids that would sit in the lagoon. (laughs) Okay.
0: I don't remember ever seeing that.
5: Yeah. I'm pretty sure I would have remembered that.
0: Yeah. That would have been awesome, though. Mm -hmm. Uh,
5: Yeah. It would have been awesome, though. Apparently, uh, in my research, I found out the reason that went away is, one, it created bottlenecks of people who just wanted to stop <laughs> and look and take pictures and then uh, two, it was kind of hazardous hazardous to the uh, mermaid cast members themselves due to all the chemicals in the uh, in the lagoon itself.
0: Right, right, that are keeping that water clear. Yeah.
5: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably not super great for the skin.
0: Mm-mm, it's not. You don't want to spend long amounts of time in, <laughs> in bleach, essentially.
5: <laughs> uh, no, I mean, you're, you're going to be really clean, but at the same time, you might not be super healthy.
0: Yeah, that's right. So then as you as you kind of make your way through the ride, you enter the indoor portion, the cave portion, and, and there's like a waterfall coming down, which gives some additional uh, bubble effects. In the, and you can hear Captain Nemo ordering the sub to go deeper into the depths. And at that point, you start to see um, some wrecked ships. They kind of give a nod to the wrecked ships and just pay homage to them as they go by.
5: Yeah, don't they identify them as some of uh, the ships from their own fleet?
0: I think they do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then you're headed towards the the North Pole. Venturing deeper, you enter the eerie world of the Abyss, where you start seeing weird stuff. Weird sea life that maybe we don't see up closer to the surface. As you continue, this is when you start to get to the giant squid attack. And the, the scary thing about this is that there was actually like a shaking effect that would happen on the submarine when you're attacked by the giant squid. Again, here you are, you're helpless, in a metal can, going underwater, (laughs) a little porthole, and I'm convinced we're... Thousands of meters under the water, and now we're being shook, shaken around by a giant squid. So
5: a- another part you didn't point out this this part was extremely dark. Like you were almost yeah. in complete darkness, even enclosed in the submarine. So you were seeing like very sporadic flashes of lights, and you would see this giant, well, giant squid, yeah. literally like five feet away from your face.
0: And you also saw like there was another smaller Nautilus that was trapped in the grasp of the squid. That was a scary thing. Um, so then you, you hightail it out of there and go back up to the surface because obviously you were out of your depth, should I say? Ah, but I'm- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Landon mentioned Defunct Land. There are videos of this ride online you can go watch if you never got a chance to experience it yourself. Closed down in 96, and then they replaced the one in the Magic Kingdom with Ariel's Grotto. That only lasted until 2004. And when they, at that point, they drained the the lagoon and they replaced it with Pooh's playful spot and then they cleared that out to make way for the seven dwarfs mine train which I have experienced Landon any other notes or memories of 20,000 leagues under the sea
5: uh, I've already shared all my memories, but I do have some fun facts that we didn't get to in yeah. our conversation. The uh, lagoon had 11.5 million gallon water, or million uh, million gallons of water used. Wow. And uh, just to give that a comparison, that's almost three times as much water was used at the Jaws ride at Universal Studios. Also, shout out RIP Jaws ride. Yeah. Um, you talked about the uh, voiceover where Captain Nemo's talking to you as you ride along in the Nautilus. At one point, he, he he yells for uh, Mr. Baxter to do something. This this might be just kind of a theory that I I saw a lot online. That might be a tip of the cap or a shout out to Tony Baxter, who was an Imagineer that really was one of the, uh, I guess driving forces in designing this attraction. Uh, he, you might also recognize him from his work on uh, Thunder Mountain Railroad and Space Mountain. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of that uh, ride. <laughs> uh, bu- 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 bu. And I think this is also an interesting fact when they. Uh, shut down the ride and started selling off like making room uh, for you know to use it in the future they actually sold part of the uh, the submarines themselves and at one point you could buy uh, some of the window portholes for $125 at, uh, at Disney stores which I don't know like based on inflation that might be more but I think that would be money well spent especially if you're a Disney honk that would listen to a podcast about Walt Disney World.
0: <laughs> I wanted to mention before we wrap up that Bob Gurr was responsible. A veteran Imagineer Bob Gerr oversaw the project in uh, Disney World. I didn't mention this. There were 12 vehicles, and each ride vehicle could hold 40 riders. I mean, it's, it's a pretty significant size. One of the other things we talked about, reasons that this particular ride has closed down, is that the cycle time on this ride was pretty bad. There were always pretty long lines for 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, and... and I think that was part of the problem too, is that they just they couldn't move enough people through it, and so eventually that also kind of led to the demise of this ride. I I remember waiting a long time to ride it. So
5: well, you would be right in saying that. Again, going back to the Defunctland video, I want to say they said that they could get about fifteen hundred people through the ride every hour, and when you compare that to everything else surrounding it that could move about three thousand people, yeah. an hour. I mean, like that is that is a drastic wait time.
0: Oh yeah. Landon, thanks so much for joining me once again on M34D. Listeners, if you would like to get more amazing tint from Landon, you can do that by visiting his website, buttmunchchips.com. There you will find the Nearfall Radio podcast and Game of Thrones talk or GOT talk. So if you love wrestling or if you love Game of Thrones, and I feel like across the population, odds are you like one of those things. And so, <laughs> Land- and,
5: and you would be surprised the Venn diagram of both of those fan groups kind of big. So, uh- <laughs> yeah. The great thing about
0: Game of Thrones is it's drama with fighting, which is what wrestling is. So. And you're, you're, naked
5: people, yeah, which is kind of yeah. what wrestling has too. Yeah, you're,
0: you're, you're probably right. So so there is a lot of crossover there. So so get over there and get your hands on those uh, products.
5: <laughs> can we yeah, call it, podcast products?
0: That's yes, what I'm going Absolutely
5: do. can. And speaking of near fall radio, we are going to have a new episode this week featuring myself and uh, the other voice you're hearing in this segment, previewing uh, WWE's Survivor Series. Get on is it. Happening. A week from yesterday so you know if you haven't had enough wrestling in the last few weeks you can watch one of the big five pay-per-views and just and i will break it down for you
0: yes we will so landon thanks so much we'll see you next week see ya Welcome back to the Monday Morning Monorail. Hope you enjoyed today's m 34 da little look back on an attraction no longer with us. Take your hat off, bow your head when you say 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. This is really exciting. We're wrapping up the show today with something that we promised long ago in the early episodes of this podcast. And that was after we had kind of gone through our vacation planning series that we... We're going to have a little game where each one of us took a $5,000 budget and then built out our ideal vacation based on that $5,000 budget. And we came up with this number based on traveling to Disney for about a week with a family of four. And in some cases, I mean, with prices changing and the variable tickets and everything, this is, it makes it kind of tough if you're doing family of four now. When we knew we were going to be recording with Kevin today, we thought, okay, this is a fun opportunity to bring some variety. So Kevin actually is doing a solo trip. So he's going to be, this is like lavish. (laughs) He's going to be blowing it up, like going to all the fanciest restaurants. So that'll be a fun comparison. Nice. So how do you think it's best to do this? Do you want to do like each person kind of give their rundown or should we say like, when are we going? Where are we staying? What do you think? Let's
1: do each person gives their rundown. Okay. Okay.
0: Well, McKenna, why don't you start us out? Oh, okay. Tell us about your ideal vacation on a $5,000 budget for a family of four.
1: All right. Well, to start off my vacation, we're going to during September 15th to the 19th. 15th
0: so. to the 19th. So that's four nights? Four nights. Four nights.
1: All right. And we'll be staying at the Port Orleans Riverside Royal Room.
0: Ah, yes. of course. Because, nice. you know,
1: Tiana it up. Yep. And it's Port Orleans, which is one I've been wanting to stay at for a while now.
0: Yeah, a little hidden agenda here, trying to push the Port Orleans.
1: Hey, Port Orleans, guys. (laughs) Um, Then we would do a three-day single park ticket. Okay. So.
0: And did you have, so only three days, you can't go to all four parks? mm
1: -mm, So I'd go to Epcot twice since it's food and wine. Yep. Okay. And then I'd go to Animal Kingdom once and then on the first night I'll actually be doing the not so scary party. So, so that's let's get interesting. There earlier. So we, the yeah.
0: night you arrive and here's a question too, are you flying down? We're
1: driving in, driving so in, so, drive so saving in pretty some money, early.
0: Drive in early and then that night after check in, you're gonna go to the not so scary party. Mm-hmm. Nice. Good choice. And so there you up. get Magic Kingdom. Yeah. So
1: that just start off our Disney adventure, get us all hyped. Yeah. And then, you know, we'd go to Epcot, to mm-hmm. go eat at Linder...
0: I'm, no, not Linderhof.
1: I, I always want to call it Linderhof. That's our local
0: German that's restaurant. That's our local is German,
1: it? yes. It's very, very good.
0: Instead of Linderhof, it is... Beer Garden. Beer Garden. There you go. So that was your mm-hmm. one add-on. You, you wanted a dinner at Beer Garden. I,
1: I wanted a dinner at Beer Garden. And then the second day at Epcot... So it would go Epcot, Animal Kingdom, Epcot. So my second day at Epcot, I'd be going around to the booths yep. for food and wine. Yeah, and then Animal Kingdom and drinking the
0: around the world. I know, I we know how you are, McKenna.
1: Oh yeah, getting <laughs> hammered around the world. Um, it's
0: an idle day. <laughs>
1: we'd like, and of course we'd main the Epcot ball. Main. <laughs> and. Oh, <laughs> Made that Epcot ball, and hopefully by that time, the Ratatouille ride is open in Epcot. Okay. So.
0: Well, this is your ideal trip. This is so, my so, ideal so trip. Ratatouille's so the future, Ratatouille's thought. open.
1: Ratatouille's open.
0: And probably the Guardians of the Galaxy coaster. So I, I
1: don't care as much about the Guardians oh, of the Galaxy. Marvel I care more invaded. about <laughs> Remy's ride. Yeah,
0: I got you. Okay, so what did your trip total up to?
1: So it was 3428 in 98 cents
0: and that is not including so that um
1: that is just what i set out the right. rest would be for souvenirs, the rest is for and souvenirs little, and like eating throughout the right. day
0: there you go but it does include gas for driving it
1: does okay
0: very good so yeah. you save some money because probably i mean for that leaves you with what would you say 38
3: yeah well no 34.
1: Oh, 34
0: yeah so you're looking at 1500 bucks that you can play with yeah,
3: and she'll spend it all because I've seen her. It's <laughs> been <laughs> all on clothes. Wine. Yeah, well, and not so scary. And McKenna, she does. She eats her money. I she do. Does. I. It's so good though.
1: <laughs> I love I eating the taste trash of
0: bills. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Garrett. I want to hear about your trip. So tell us all about Garrett's ideal vacation on five thousand dollars.
4: Why do I have to go now? I didn't even think anything through. I thought we were just saying what we were doing and not like. All the details of what we're doing in the day or what rides we're going on. I tried to prep you for this.
0: You were the one who decided not to take it seriously. I was You're going to lose out on the grand prize of $5,000. Okay, go ahead. So tell me what time of year you're going.
4: November 10th through
0: 16th. 10th through the 16th. Okay, so you're staying six nights? Yeah. Yeah. He's there now. You're there now. You're there right now. Okay. (laughs) And where are you staying?
4: The Caribbean Beach Resort.
0: Okay, staying at the Caribbean Beach Resort In
4: a pirate room In a pirate room Pirates are cool
0: Yes, yo-ho, drink up me hearties And
4: then, and then I'm getting a, a six-day one-park ticket
0: So, okay, you got six park days
4: Yeah, and I, I spend them all at the Animal Kingdom What? Just, I'm just <laughs> Every
0: kidding
4: Every day Every day in the Animal
0: Kingdom how are, you, how are you getting to Walt Disney World? I'm
4: gonna drive down Drive
0: okay. Why
4: would I fly if I live in Tennessee? It's like Florida's right there.
0: Well, we do have direct flights to Orlando, but it is cheaper to drive.
4: Why would you fly though?
0: Because you That's want the extra waste. vacation time. It's all about time versus money. In this case, your you've got your time is a valuable currency when you're at Disney. So if you want more time actually at the resort, you can fly, but it just costs more. Right, flying's a waste. So in your case, you f- you drove down, down. and. What about meals?
4: I'm gonna get the the quick service dining plan because I, I don't like just choosing restaurants. Okay. I'm just like going to the restaurant. And that,
0: the quick service dining gives you two counter service meals every day and two snacks for everybody, so that's really good. But what did, what was your total cost of your trip?
4: I don't know. It's five thousand something zero zero. <laughs> he
0: can't read my writing. It was fifty two hundred. Right. So you went over just a little bit. But that's okay, because McKenna saved some money. I think your mom saved some money. We can loan you a little bit. I'm not
1: loaning him any of my money. He's (laughs) will use it irresponsibly. I'll
2: I'll give you some money.
0: Yeah, Kevin's going to loan you some. So you're good. You're covered. It
4: looks like a one.
0: I'm sorry. I scribbled it. I was trying to write it down. I was taking notes while you were telling me what you wanted to do. Hey, one advantage of your trip, you're staying at the Caribbean Beach Resort. That means you're going to have access to the gondola system. That's where the gondola hub is going to be at the Caribbean I Beach. You can go where I want. You can go wherever you want on those gondolas. With six park days, where do you think you'd spend the? Not all in the Animal Kingdom. Oh, would you, Would you do like um, uh, a day in each park plus an extra day somewhere? Or what would you do?
4: Uh, I'd go to each park. Yeah. And then I'd go back to Magic Kingdom.
0: But for both extra days?
4: No, no. I well, uh, I only thought I had one: Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom.
0: Okay. Extra day at Animal Kingdom Nice Because I
4: really like the animals And I like the feeling I get When I'm at Magic Kingdom
0: Yeah That's the place
4: Except for the memory of the wasp
0: That's the That's right (laughs) The memory of the wasp Yeah that was rough (laughs) Okay Sam do you want to go next? I was saving Kevin Since his is going to be different Doing a solo trip I thought we would compare The group trips first Sure
3: Okay So I picked February 24th Through March 2nd Okay It's a downtime. Yeah. I'm really looking for those short lines ha- more than anything.
0: How many nights is that? Kevin's doing the math. Seven, right? That's a week, right? Is it a leap year? It's it's six nights. No, it's not <laughs> a leap year. Seven so, days, six nights.
3: But I'm only doing four days at the park.
0: Yeah. Okay. So
3: I'll be spending some time at Disney Springs, but I didn't put that in my budget. That's okay.
0: I think you had a little extra, so.
3: Yeah, I think I did too, but I would. I would spend some time at Disney Springs because I really enjoyed it there. It's nice. And I want to go to the Polite Pig. Okay. So, uh, this is a. You don't little... want to go
0: to Chicken Guy.
3: No, oh, come on! You gotta go to Chicken Guy. <laughs> I might go and stare at Chicken Guy. They got
0: like eighty different sauces for you to <laughs> try. They'll take you to Flavor there. Town.
3: What if he was? Yeah. What there? if he was there? What if he was there? What if mom? he was
2: there? That's all five thousand of my money right there going right. <laughs> Why to is everyone
3: guy. yelling? at what me? What if he was there? <laughs> <Okay>. Guy Ferrari, spietti <laughs> <laughs> Okay, come on.
0: <laughs> okay, where are you staying?
3: So, I'm staying at Port Orleans.
0: Orleans.
3: Orleans. <laughs> Port Orleans French Quarter. Okay. I'm going to say the garden side. So, I have single park tickets four days. Yep. And I plan to drive there. Okay. I'm doing a day at each park. Okay. And I want to do a nice meal at each park. Yep. Um.
0: Oh, did you pick restaurants for each park?
3: I did. Oh,
0: okay. Let's hear all about it.
3: At Magic Kingdom. Yep be our guest of course i really want to try the gray stuff
2: it's delicious that's what i hear it is delicious <laughs> <laughs> i've had it
3: <laughs> never had it
2: I d- I, that's why you looked at me i was like why is he looking at me
3: <laughs> i really really want to go there epcot is my fanciest okay uh monsoor paul
0: Ooh. yeah big bucks that is big bucks
3: um but i have it in my budget it's uh, <laughs> and then actually Animal Kingdom, this is kind of weird because it's not fancy, but I really enjoyed the Satouli Canteen. Those cheeseburger pod the- things. It was Best
2: restaurant there it At Animal really Kingdom good. So it's like Whatever
0: It was
3: just really good it And it, good. it's not expensive I mean it Of course it's expensive It's Disney It's not like you Compared win-
0: to Monsour Paul Yeah it's like right. Three quarters of the price <laughs>
3: Right So I definitely It's a steal like it.
0: And you get that Blue dessert That was actually oh, pretty good
2: It
3: was yeah. great
2: And I bet you get More food eat too mm-hmm.
3: Yeah Yeah and then at um, the uh, Hollywood Studios, yep. I want to go to Hollywood Brown Derby.
0: Yep. That, now, that's not one I've ever been to. Kevin? Never been there, but okay. it's on my list to go to. All yeah, right.
3: I would like to go there. And then I want to w- walk around and find all these crazy desserts and eat all of them. So my money that's left over, because <laughs> I'm spending 4227 Okay. The remaining amount is for me to do souvenirs and mainly desserts and alcohol, though yeah so um, my family will be sharing meals yeah. with each other. It's a way to go. Um, because there's too much food <laughs> and it gets wasted. so um, I recommend only two to three meals and then maybe a snack to go with it. <laughs> Everyone can have their own drinks because I don't want anyone to spit in my drink so but water's yeah. all around. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so okay. that's fine.
0: Nice. Interesting variety, so a bigger focus on the fancy dining for for Sam fits little, my
3: personality. A
0: little more park time for Garrett and uh, McKenna's. Just, I mean, it's a pretty uh, well balanced, I think, trip for McKenna. But Thank you. she's got she's got fancy dining. She's got the park time. She's going to a party.
3: I am. You got some
0: pretty good variety here. So, all right, I want to go last because you guys are going to call me a <laughs> cheater. So, um, you all right, are a now Kevin is going to present a solo trip on 5,000. So let's hear all about it.
2: Yep, okay. So I'm going to drive down I was looking at your guys' price for gas, though, and mine's different.
3: Justin overestimated nice. Okay. I drive I a like, hybrid. I yeah. don't need $200. I was
2: like, my car, like, it's like 40 bucks to fill up, and it gets me like 500 miles. So yeah. it'd be like
0: 120 bucks. Well, yeah. I was also kind of factoring in parking, too. And, like, I don't know. I just buffered it.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't even think about parking. So yeah. there you go. But I put 120 for gas. Um, I'm actually saying an art of animation. Nice. Just a standard room, Little Mermaid room, room. Okay. For. Six nights. Six nights. Uh Six day park hopper. Okay. Ma- memory maker. Oh yeah. Deluxe dining about, plan. Ooh. Um, it's five thousand <laughs> dollars it's just me. So, <laughs> I mean, I was looking at it today, and I was like, I could do regular dining plan, or I could do deluxe dining plan, and have three table service instead of just two. So, eh, might I as could, well do it. Yeah, why not?
3: You're gonna be so full. <laughs> I am,
2: but I mean. I'm just gonna dump in the food in the l- trash. Literally, I probably I'll look up to some family and be like, here you go. <laughs> he
3: will be the creepy guy like, hey kid, wanna eat some of my
4: food? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, but with that deluxe, I was thinking something like La Cellier. Um, oh yeah. What's the? I can't think of the one that's in contemporary. Oh, um, uh, California Grill. California Grill. Like I'm thinking like the deluxe yeah, places I'm gonna eat at. Yep. Um, those are the only two places on my list, and I'm like, I would have to eat there. I think Hollywood Hollywood Brown uh, Derby or, is a deluxe too. I'm it is, pretty I think. sure. So Signature that dining, one, to be on Yeah, mm-hmm. and of course, um, Beaches and Cream. Yep. I, good I, luck with that. I'm thinking with the deluxe dining <laughs> pen, maybe I'll be able to get in <laughs> if I'm lucky.
3: Maybe because you're one person, you can sit at yeah. the bar.
2: I can sit at one, of yeah. one of the cardboard people. I'm one of the cardboard people. Yeah. Uh, so after all of that, that leaves me um that all came the dining plan and all the hotel came out to two thousand two hundred and seventy-eight dollars and forty-six cents. Wow. So I'm left with two thousand six hundred and one dollars and fifty four cents. That's just, a lot left over. Yeah. Imagine sitting there looking like, Oh my gosh, how am I gonna do this? So I did um the keys to the kingdom tour. Oh, oh okay. Which was ninety-nine dollars. Yeah. Then I did the Wild Africa Trek, which yep. was $249. Okay. Then I did the Backstage Magic Tour, which was $275. I did the Seas Adventure Dive Quest, which is $179. Ooh. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, the Starlight Safari, which is $74. And the Ultimate Disney Classics VIP Tour, which was
0: $249. Wow. See, now that's pretty smart because on your own... Like, you know, you could wander around the parks and do the attractions, but that is a good opportunity to do all those tours. And yeah. that's, that's a really, that was smart. So, so uh, smart.
3: family, I am saving up $5,000 <laughs> and going on vacation to Disney alone. By
0: myself, yeah. And Go I'm going to
3: eat a ton of food. Here's
0: one thing, though. On some of these tours, don't you get like a lunch? I think
2: so. So, like, I think on the Wild Africa Trek, you do, I know for a fact you get food on the Wild Africa Trek. and So much food. Oh yeah, but that and but like I'm I'm sitting here looking at it now. I'm, I'm like I'm gonna have dining credits left over for sure, but it's okay.
1: Just take it home with you. Yeah, I'll
2: just buy a bunch of snacks. <laughs> Stick it in the car. Yeah, I mean whatever. <laughs> I'll bring a cooler and just pile the food in the cooler.
1: There are fridges in the hotel. Yeah, room.
0: exactly. See, like, so freaking. um, I may have missed it. What time of year did you say you were going?
2: I'm going in May. In May. So there's no. I think the dates that I did was like May 5th to May 11th. Okay. Um, so there's Cinco no. De Mayo. Yeah, I'm gonna spend Cinco de Mayo in the Mexico Pavilion, turning up with my friends. <laughs> um, I put aside one thousand two hundred and fifty dollars and fifty four cents for merchandise, and actually it's one thousand three hundred and fifty dollars and fifty four cents because I had hundred dollars left over. So nice, a lot of money for merchandise for sure. Um, and then I'm gonna do something that I always want to do at Disney, and that is play golf. Oh. Gonna play eighteen holes at the Magnolia Golf Course. For awesome. Like Ninety-five dollars.
0: That's quite a trip. Yes. It's
2: I'm really
3: extensive. going by myself soon. <laughs> it's
0: like just using the Kevin plan. Yeah. The I'm going the Kevin
3: plan. I didn't realize how much you guys
4: cost. Yeah. <laughs> you can sneak me in.
2: <laughs> when, when you said I had five thousand to myself, I was like, wow, because I, I was getting through when I was doing that, and I was like, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't do the sea adventure dive quest i wouldn't do the starlight safari if i'm going to do backstage magic and keys to the kingdom i'm not going to do the ultimate disney classics tour but i was like i just need ways to fill up this money and like i'm not going to leave like three thousand dollars to go
0: spend in merchandise <laughs> you, you were I mean, you were doing you the couldn't. use it or lose it plan you gotta, could, yes. you gotta use that money yeah. or else it's gonna be taken away let's we're, hear
3: how dad cheated i
0: cheated big time but it's oh, like it's, this dad. is gonna be good okay so i was planning my 40th birthday okay
3: Okay, old man.
0: I know. Coming up. In four years. (laughs) I know. So, but that meant we're going to have to go Labor Day weekend in order to celebrate my birthday. Since since my birthday's on the night. It might not be Labor Day weekend, but it usually is Labor Day weekend.
3: That's a really busy time. It is a
0: busy time. It's expensive. So, you know what? I was like, if I'm going to maximize this trip, by this point, McKenna is a full-fledged adult. She's going to stay home and take care of Garrett. So, this is still a family of four (laughs) situation, but... We're leaving the kids behind. <laughs> I okay, like this that. is
4: cheating party. <laughs> I like that. That's
0: smart. <laughs> so, here's what we're doing: we're going September 6th through the 10th for my birthday.
3: And we're leaving McKenna home on her birthday?
0: Leaving McKenna home on her birthday. Great. But she, no, she no, you don't, know, once she don't turns, t- you're not she allowed turns, to touch me. Once she turns 18, we're not celebrating her birthday anymore. So, anyway. what
1: if I want to go hang out with my friends, but I have to watch Garrett? Yeah, Garrett can go
0: with you. No, yeah. I
4: can watch myself. I've done it multiple times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to rent DVC points. Wow. <laughs> and I'm going to stay in the Bay Lake Tower You're gonna studio. You're going to
1: leave me on my 21st birthday?
0: Sure, because go, I'm having to Go a drink 40th. some
1: alcohol.
0: All right, stop it. You're stomping on my plan. So I'm renting DVC points, staying in the Bay Lake Tower theme park view deluxe studio, which actually only cost me $1,428, you fools. I'm getting three-day park hoppers for two. I'm including you in this, so you should feel good about this. <laughs> We're going to... We're going to spend most of our time in Epcot and Magic Kingdom because I'm just basically this is we're monorailing it up, okay? Because we are the Monday morning monorail podcast, Boom. right?
3: I'm just shocked that the kids aren't invited. Here,
0: here's here's the thing: you're going to be you're going to love this. The world. You're going to love this. We're going to do the Highway in the Sky dine around package. Ooh, ooh! <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Who needs the kids? <laughs> Four hundred bucks for the two of us because it's two hundred a piece, and then we're going to do Chef's Table at Victoria and Alberts. Wow!
3: Okay, yes.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's two hundred and fifty a person.
3: He knows the way to my heart. That's, I love food. That's
0: intelligent. I didn't would never guess that. Also, we're flying down to save time. So for the two of us, direct flights to Orlando International. It's five oh six. So that's some of my budget there. But then we're also going to do eighty minute massage for two at Census Spa at the Grand Floridian.
3: Okay. Yeah. Bye, kids. Wow. <laughs> grand, to-
0: grand total of my fortieth birthday extravaganza: four thousand one hundred dollars. Thank you very much! You wow, so you
2: sell nine hundred bucks for
0: for food the rest of the time or food and whatnot? Yeah, souvenirs. Yep, mic drop. Hacker, mic drop moment. I'm so
1: mad at you. <laughs> I think right you now.
0: won, oh, and I'll <laughs> even give a couple hundred dollars to McKenna to enjoy her twenty first hey, birthday. Hey,
3: what about <laughs> loan? I'll Uber. give you access to my <laughs> with with my Uber. brother.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'll have you'll have Uber. Just get Garrett food like frozen pizzas and stuff, chicken tenders. He can stay at the house. You go out, enjoy your night, Kevin. Gonna get Kevin will drive you around. <laughs> I'll even give you free fare too.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna get murdered on my 21st birthday because you're gonna be living it up in Disney. Oh,
0: we'll be we'll be at Victoria and Alberts, and
1: in, you'll get a call at the chef's table. The, the police will call and say well, we have bad news: your daughter died we'll by like, some strange man while she was at a bar. I'll say, hold on, I'm drinking, drinking alone. <laughs> Hang on, I
2: have, reser- I have reservations. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that that chef's table experience is something it's it's a bucket list thing that yeah. I think any foodie probably needs to consider at some point but it's hard to stomach paying 250 dollars a plate
2: Isn't it just like you and the chef though
0: It it's yeah I think I think it's one table that's in the kitchen you sit with the chef and basically, you just tell him if you have any dietary restrictions, and then he makes the entire meal for you. And wow, it sounds that's like awesome. a pretty amazing that, experience. But Gordon
1: Ramsay, and he just yells, yeah, yells at, me at you the whole, whole time. time. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> I would. I would pay to do that. Yeah. Just to be screamed at the whole time. So, oh yeah,
3: that'd be awesome. I just like TV. I just really want. I want that experience of like a chef that's like you know amazing chef cooking just in front of me. I just want to watch filthy filthy and be rich like, Mom. I wish I knew how to
1: cook hey. like that."
0: This is what I can imagine your perfect situation would be. Chef's table at Morimoto.
3: Morimoto. (gasps) (laughs) The day
0: he's there.
3: You could take notes. I'm about to cry. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think that man even realizes how much I love him. <laughs> like Morimoto is the most amazing chef in the whole entire world. Yep. Uh, it's like my Remy the rat, but he's, he's a real no. person who actually cooks. No. For me. <laughs> I want the
1: chef's table at Remy's restaurant in Paris, so and Remy comes out and cooks for me. So please do that right now. Right now. Make right now. Make it happen <laughs> now. Make Remy come Give to it. dinner.
0: Do it. What do you guys think?
1: Mine was the best, because I didn't cheat, and I was in budget, and I have a well-rounded plan. I, I think we had a worse. really... I think you're a
4: little <laughs> I disagree, you, right?
0: I disagree. I didn't
4: really think about much. Well... I went over b- budget.
0: Just by a little. I wanted pirates. Just by a little, and I allowed it. I allowed you to do the pirate room. I said, okay, I'll allow it. You're just a little over budget, and like I said, the rest of us can share some of our budget. If
4: I run, if I run to, to Disney... I wouldn't be over budget. I'd be right on. You know what? I'm
1: going to save up $5,000 and I'm going to Disney by myself.
0: On the Kevin plan?
1: On the the Kevin
0: plan. Not
1: exactly the Kevin plan. I'm going to take your plan and I'm going to take Kevin's plan and I'm going to smush them together and I'm going to have the time of my life without you.
3: I did want to tell Garrett, too, by the way, that um, dad and I always go to Disney with a budget and we always go over it. we
0: always. And that's actually (laughs) exactly why this is why this was a fun exercise, because it showed you like just even just looking at the rooms. Right. So looking around the table, this is the package, including the tickets. But for February 24th to March 2nd, Port Orleans, French Quarter, the total price was three thousand three hundred twenty seven dollars and thirty eight cents. That's just for the hotel with the tickets, and you did the four day ticket. Um, McKenna's was Port Orleans Riverside with three day single park uh, from September fifteenth and nineteenth, and it was twenty six, twenty eight, ninety eight. So, and then Garrett's was the Caribbean Beach Resort Pirate Room for six nights, and that was thirty seven, sixty four, twenty, including the six day uh, ticket. So, you look at that, and then what we, of course, we always end up. Planning, we've got a a budget we're gonna stick to. We start taking a look, and you're like, you know, it wouldn't be that much more to stay in a deluxe room, or you know, you just end up like edging it up just a little bit, or maybe we should go to a not so scary party the night we get there, or you know, talking to you. Okay,
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay, I could do on my trip by myself that I'm gonna have without you. Um, I will go, I'll do the image, like the behind the scenes. I'll meet an Imagineer. We'll fall in love. We'll go eat <laughs> at the restaurant with the chef and go get massages. And then we'll get married.
2: And he'll pay for everything because it, he works there. he yeah, get the discount. Then
1: I'll get to keep my $5,000 and well, I'll have to spend a little so I can meet the love of my life. So, is she a that.
3: gold digger?
0: I ain't saying she a gold digger.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not going to finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. We're hashtag Team Drake. Right Why are you looking at me like that? You don't remember that conversation? Yeah. Team Kanye versus Team Drake?
3: Oh,
1: We well, all said Team Drake. Over Kanye, yeah. Yeah. But, like, I'm not Team Drake independently.
2: Team Independent.
1: I am... Are you I, Kelly Clarkson? I, yeah. <laughs> what happened to Miss Independent? I right was here. thinking... Of a different, I was thinking, I was still in rap area and you went
0: oh, uh, crisscross.
1: Yeah, I'm Snoop Dogg. <laughs> the only way you can get team, Snoop Dogg.
0: Your I'll team, be, LL Cool J.
1: Okay, I'm cool with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> get it? Cool. <laughs> his, his hat like a shark fin. Uh-huh. Your team, uh, Lil Wayne, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, Lil Wayne. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> we enjoy Lil Wayne.
0: Uh can I be Biggie? I'm team Biggie. No, I'm sorry, That's I'm not team fair Biggie. Heartbreaking. Uh, Kevin is team Bismarcky. Who? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was gonna get him. That's why I said that. One. What? <laughs> you know. got what I need. Oh, okay. Okay, I got it. That's you. Thanks. You're welcome. That makes you feel good on the inside. Pick, pick, pick one for me.
1: Just friend. Um Team Jay Z. Oh,
2: since you're no. like the billionaire no. Who no. Controls yeah, no. that's absolutely right. No. I am team
0: Jay-Z.
3: Jay-Z oh! is a cheater. we OV. Not, I think he's more team Akon.
0: Akon's all right, but I'm team Jay-Z for sure. No. Oh, team. Oh, no, no, no. no.
4: Stop. Why is no one Eminem in this house? Team,
0: team Buster Rhymes.
4: Why is no okay, one Eminem? Really cool
2: with I'm team Buster I thought Rhymes. you
0: were in the same team, Puff Daddy. <laughs> no. Why
4: is no one Eminem? I'm
0: Why is
1: no one Puff Daddy? Why is um, not Eminem? You Either can be Eminem if are you want. Irrelevant. I'm Snoop
4: Dogg.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, who would you pick really if you had to go I'm team? I'm Boys to Men. If I had to be team. Team hip hop rap artist. Mm-hmm. Team. You ready
2: for this one? Do it. Dr. Dre. Ooh! I that's am. a good choice. Because <laughs> I get the NWA. And Dr. Dre, yeah, that's no, pretty
3: good. No, I'm surprised with McKenna that she's not Team Missy Elliott. See, I would be Team Missy. Who? Oh my gosh, <laughs> Missy Elliott's
4: who amazing, in this room decided but I want to be voiced. No one, one can be Eminem. Mm.
2: No one decided they
0: that. they play at Disney.
1: I know. You that's mean, why, why isn't Disney? someone? Exactly. They were on. The no Christmas. one wants to be Eminem. Right.
3: The Eminem's thing. awesome.
0: This is getting out of hand. So oh, wait, that that's birthday. a sign for me to wrap it up for today. So. uh... Thank you all so much for listening once again. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion of planning a $5,000 vacation and and all the other things that came along today. Kevin, thanks so much for coming and being part of the monorail once again.
2: Thanks for having me. I enjoy it. Every time is just so much fun. Anything you want to tell people about? No. Okay. (laughs) Um, Mouse Knows Best comes out every Sunday on all iTunes things. Right now we're doing a series where we we just wrapped up our pixar series and i fought for my life for bugs life to be up there and it wasn't mm. so it's okay sorry flick uh, poor flick. poor ants right always at the bottom of the food chain
1: no not ants yeah that was a terrible bugs life. movie ants is bad <laughs>
0: I meant like ants, like, <laughs> like animal ants, <laughs> insect. Oh, yeah, we got it. Ants, ants wasn't Disney anyway. No.
1: Yeah, that was bad. But
0: yeah, and thank then, you for fighting the yeah, good fight. Yeah, I tried. I tried to do it for everybody. You should
1: fought, fought harder for Ratatouille. <laughs> you know me. Oh. And <laughs> you should have done justice
2: to mm-hmm.
1: an entrepreneur.
2: I did my best to keep Wally out of the top 10. You know? oh, I accomplished that. It so. hurts so bad. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's about it. And then Geek Vibes, just writing stuff on there, here and there. Occasionally on Twitter and geekgvnation.com. Yeah, awesome. that's what I do. And then yeah. hop on here, hang out with you guys.
0: Yeah, he'll occasionally show his, his ugly mug around here. Yeah, that's why I don't come that
2: often. I don't want <laughs> to break the microphones or anything. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. No,
0: it's, it's a lot of fun to have you, and, and you're always welcome.
2: I love sure. coming on here. So, trashing
0: you when I can.
3: Hey, listen here, buddy. <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: Hashtag Fettuccine Alfredo. Hashtag Hashtag Fettuccine Hashtag
0: Save the Muppets.
1: Yes, always save the Muppets, please. Hashtag Armadillo.
0: (laughs) Hashtag Armadillo. Hashtag 44 Forever. Let's do
1: Jim Henson justice. Come on, guys. Let's save the Muppets.
0: Save the Muppets. Thank you all for joining us. Join us next week. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're everywhere. Just look for Monday Morning Monorail. Talk with us. Send us feedback. Call the voicemail. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you.